Welcome to the Fish and Chip Podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't talk this week. I'm sorry. My voice is fried. We're both Fish and Chip Podcast. Dan Fish, Chip Daly over there. What's up, Chip? I'm also sick. And we're going in. Non-COVID related illnesses, right? Um, I'm not having caffeine today for the show, so we'll see how it goes. Oh, boy. Even better. <laughs> no caffeine. Guess Chip? Guess what, Chip? Well, I'm going to get right to it. Pat myself on the back a little bit. I had a perfect money line week last week. First time all year. Woo! I am amazing. That is hype. Yep. Good yep. job. Yep. That five was me, man. out of five. Five for five. You got to be well above 500 now. By five games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was 25 and 25. Now I'm 30 and 25. Just don't go on five this week. Yeah, well, uh, the way I'm picking, I'm probably going to be. <laughs> I don't like these games this week. None of them really stuck out to me. But uh, let's talk something else. We are the Twitter Fish and Chip Pod. We are the Fish Twitter. and Chip Pod. We are the Twitter. We're we the are CEOs the of Twitter. What are you talking about this week there, Chippy Boy? Did you uh, hear Jack Dorsey, the CEO, founder of Twitter, stepping down? Oh, does that mean it's like getting deleted off everybody's phone? <laughs> no, but you and I, we're, we're uh, the new CEOs, right? That's the big news uh, of the day. Interim. I think we got the interim. <laughs> the interim. <laughs> the interim CEOs. <laughs> he grew like a giant beard. It was weird. I don't know what I'm, I'm talking about. Him. I'm not that into culture, I guess. Okay. What are we talking about today? Uh, last week was Thanksgiving. Three games on Thursday. How much weight did you gain last week? Any? <laughs> Probably not. I think I gained about three pounds. Wow. On Maybe. one day. Yeah. Nice. And I lost it all once I got sick. So. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest news. Oh, how did I not mention this right away? The coin. The coin. The Raiders coin. We talked about it last week. Some guy on Reddit did it for the whole season. Flipped the coin. And last week he predicted that the Raiders would beat the Cowboys and you and I are both like, ah, that's probably where it's going to get the first one wrong. The Raiders are won in overtime. Thanksgiving Day. The coin is, coin is 11 and 0. 11 yeah, 0. I should I should preface that. Great game if you're wanting to laugh at the humility of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. And this week, the coin, if you want to bet, is predicting a win at home against Washington. Well, I might be feeling a little bit better about my money line picks this week. <laughs> Was that one of them? Yep. There's a teaser preview. Raiders at home, two and a half. They're going to win. Washington, speaking of Washington, they tried so hard to lose that game on Monday night. Yeah, I, if if they had a kicker, they, they would have never had a problem at the end. Oh, that's right. He got hurt. That's why they didn't kick. Yeah, so they had their punter, Tress Way, right? He's, sure. He apparently told the coaches that he could kick up to like 35 yards for a field goal confidently. And well, it would have like, been, been like a 25-yarder. Yeah. Or maybe less. Like, or maybe more. the goal line at the end. Yep. Ron Rivera. I get the idea, though, because like if you miss the field goal, you're just giving them some extra yardage to get out of the shadow of their own end zone, you know? Versus if you go for it and you don't get it, and safety is involved, you know, and they got to drive the length of the field. 
which they did. Which they did. <laughs> but yeah, if they just kick it through the uprights, they're up 11 and game's over, basically. Yep. Wanted to make it interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough decision to make when your kicker's out and you just don't know if you're going to get the three points or not. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yes, yes. God, and he missed a, a he missed a yeah, he missed a field goal earlier in the game too. It was a blocked extra or an extra, point. Yeah, blocked extra point. That's what it was. Return from two points. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the second or third time ever that it's happened. I think it's the third time this year that an extra point was blocked. But yeah, not returned for two but points. But not returned. <laughs> it was the first one this year returned for two points. Well. Unreal. Yeah. Do you like that rule or not? Kind do you feel of? like it should do you like do you think that like if you fail the conversion it's just zero points for everybody? Uh I don't know. If you block a regular field goal and return it, it's a touchdown. Yeah, so I don't know. Do you th- two points do you think it should only be worth the two? I I don't know. Should it be worth a touchdown? No. If it'd be worth a touchdown, I guarantee nobody would kick an extra point ever again. <laughs> yeah. Because all the way back is a 35-yard line. Come on. I was going to say maybe worth one point, but that doesn't seem like enough. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we do need a one-point play. Isn't there one way to score one point somehow? Uh, no, there is not. You cannot end oh. the game with one point total. I thought there was some bizarro rule. Maybe. I don't know. I just thought there never was. I think I'm making that up. This is our championship league. Yeah, there, there's no way you can get one point, I don't think. Because the only time you can score just one point is after a touchdown, so you'd already have six. Yeah, you're right. And defensively, yeah. the, the minimum points you can score on defense is two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds right. We're experts. Did a fact check after recording. There actually is a way to score one point in football. It can happen on a blocked extra point or two-point conversion if the team that's going for the points goes all the way back and uh, results in a safety the defense gets one point or if the extra point is kicked and blocked into the the end zone in front of them and the defense recovers it but does not get out of the end zone it results in one point so there's a way to get one point in football but it never happens is that at the end of the game that game Monday night game so they went see it I went for two if they uh scored a touchdown so it's 15-17 did not get the two points. They kicked an onside and recovered, but a guy was offside or illegal formation on Seattle. It was no an illegal formation. He was like one foot inside the spot where he was supposed to be, and he had nothing the to do marks. with the play. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to cheat his way over there to get involved in the play. But he didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Man. That guy probably got cut. No one wanted to win that game at the end, but they also wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Had us uh, fooled. That's what it, that's what it was. They had us fooled that they wanted to win the game. Yes. The Rams, meanwhile, lost three straight. Their own three after recording Von Miller. That's a fun fact. Ooh. Toxic. Von Miller, yeah. He had that message or the interviews like I went to bed four and four and I woke up seven and zero oh or something. Or seven and one. Now they're seven and four. Yep. Meanwhile, Denver's won two of their three since he left. <laughs> toxic. Maybe. He's just as bad as OBJ. <laughs> we have two toxic guys. Maybe. Yeah. 
<laughs> not gelling. Yeah. What else happened last week? Mac Jones. Oh, Mac Jones. He is securing my prediction. Rookie yep. of the year. You're going to run away with it. Doubted. Run away with it. Yeah, and I was 100% right on Jamar Chase not being a good second half of the year. Yeah. It was logical what you were saying, but now it's just, it, I'm seeing true. it. It's like, yep. Now it's just truth. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah said, I, uh, uh, still waiting on that bathtub full of mac and cheese. <laughs> Whenever you want to make it for me, just let me know. I'll be there. Man, you know what? I just thought of Robert Kraft is the owner. Nothing to do with Kraft. Oh, my. Cheese, but they got a partnership which is waiting to happen right now. Yeah. <laughs> Except I want him to go Velveeta. I want Velveeta to get its respect. That's made by Kraft, though. Is it? Yeah. Well, then why why do they even bother making mac and cheese by Kraft, like the Kraft macaroni and cheese? Because That's how terrible cheaper. compared to the Velveeta stuff. Velveeta sucks. Oh, cheap brand. Liquid gold. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah, those it's... commercials of like yeah. the big gold miners in the yes. aisle eating Liquid gold. Robert Kraft Mac and Cheese, please. Robert Kraft Mac and Cheese Jones. If they're not selling a mac and cheese bowl at the stadium right now, they're doing it wrong. You know what they should have is they should have a macaroni and cheese burger. Oh, that would be delicious. Yeah. Yeah, because then you can, you know, you can put it in like a little wrapped up thing to take to your seat. Yes. Instead of a a bowl. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Mac and cheese burritos. There we Ooh, go. That would get messy. We're gonna have a full segment on this in a couple of weeks. Maybe when they win the make a playoffs or something, we'll just have a whole macaroni and cheese and what you can do to make it deli- even more delicious. We're just gonna open a macaroni restaurant called Macaroni Jones. <laughs> Every dish will have mac and cheese in it. Mac and Jones. <laughs> wow. Tangents. Tangents. Yes. Oh, let's see. You got some stats, some fun stats I found on ESPN. I love it. So two weeks ago, I started talking about the parody in the league, like how even it all is and still happens. Can I interrupt? I'm interrupting. Yes. Do you want to know what um, Mac Jones' real name is? Sure. It's Michael. It's Michael Jones. But his middle name. Yeah, it's Michael McCorkle Jones. Michael McCorkle? McCorkle, M, little C, capital C, O-R-K-L-E. That's Michael McCorkle Jones Mac for short. Wow. <laughs> so he's Mike Jones. Mac McCorkle. McCorkle. It's an interesting little name. I don't think I've ever heard that name before. Yeah. I wonder if it was like one of his parents or something's last name. I'm just going to call him that from now on. McCorkle. Oh, McCorkle at the touchdown. McCorkle Jones. Yeah, he had over 300 yards this week. What up? What up? Wow. What a guy. Back to stats. Stats. So the parity in the league, the evenness, how competitive it is this year. Adam, I think it's Teicher from ESPN.com, along with some other ESPN stats analysts, put out this article this week that kind of even goes further into like the craziness of this season. So I have a list of stats I'm just going to read because they're fun. Fun information, trivia. All right. 
25 games this season that have been decided on the final play. That is the most through 12 weeks since the 1970 merger. 25 games decided yeah. on the last play. Remember when I did that like uh, week five, six, or seven when I was like, there's been an overtime game every week. Yeah. How many overtime games have we had this year? That's amazing. A lot, too. It seems like there's multiple every week. Yeah. I'll have to do that research next week. I'll put a note yes. down. Okay. 35 games have had the winning score come in the final minute of regulation or overtime. That is the fourth most through 12 weeks since 1970. Through 12 weeks, that's where we are right now if you're not aware, nine teams had Super Bowl odds of 13 to 1 or shorter, matching the most teams with odds that short in the past six years. So nine teams all have very similar odds to win the Super Bowl. Uh, 35 games. So this is where it gets weird. 35 games have been decided by 22 points or more, which is the second highest total through 12 weeks. So there's been a lot of very, very close games, but then the second highest amount of blowouts. Yeah. I think that's the way the league's kind of going is like, it's kind of all for nothing the way they play now, you know, decision-making going for fourth downs, stuff like that. Two point conversions. Etc. So I feel like it's kind of the same way in the NBA too. You either get close games or teams give up and rest their guys. Then if they get down, you know they don't try to come back as much. Unless you're the Vikings, you always got to keep it close. Always got to keep it close. <laughs> we played to hold the two points. And the Chargers. They lost by like twenty last week, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Chargers of old, I meant. Yes. All right. Here's a betting one. Betting underdogs this year. Have a 71 wins to 106 losses and one tie record straight up this season. That is a 40.2 winning percentage for teams that are supposed to lose, which is the highest in a season since 2006. Does that make sense, or is that just a bunch of? Yeah, I think I think that's where I've had the most success in the money line too is picking the underdogs. The underdogs, yeah, the underdogs have the highest winning percentage this year since 2006. Interesting. Yeah. So here's the AFC one. 12 of the 16 teams in the AFC are 500 or better. Told you. <laughs> Including all the teams from the West and North. I've covered this. I know you have, but now ESPN. I was there first ESPN. <laughs> Go uh, sue them. They stole it and didn't cite you. Yep. That's the most teams 500 or better in a single conference through week 12 in NFL history. 21 total teams are within one game of 500. I kind yeah, of four that teams that week. aren't 500 are pretty terrible in the AFC. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah, lots of evenness besides some blowout losses. Underdogs are having their chances this year. So, it's a weird year. It's not really it a, weird. a runaway team right now. I think the Patriots are the best team in the league again. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> They definitely have the best defense. Their offense oh, is by far good. With a bunch of no-name receivers. It's going to be Patriots versus Bucks in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be something? That would be fun. That was honestly one of the best games of the year, too. That had already yeah. happened. Yeah, like, I mean, it was it was ugly and defensive, but it was a good game. Yeah. That was all the way in week four. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a fun Super Bowl. Or you got more stats? 
No, that was it. That was it. Oh, okay. They, well, they gave up. I don't. I don't have this stat in front of me, but now we're talking Patriots and Bucks. Um, they. I saw a comparison of what would be the first twelve games of Tom Brady's career with the Patriots and Mac Jones at side by side. I believe Mac Jones had a slight edge in completion percentage. The win loss was nine and three, I believe, for Tom Brady, eight and four for Mac Jones. And then uh, I think like the rating and touchdowns were slightly higher for Tom Brady, but overall, really close. So maybe Mac Jones is the next Tom Brady. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so, but let the hype rise. I just love the hype. And then also the, the fun stat about that as well is that both those players had the number one scoring defense on their side mm. when they played their first 12 games. So, yes, as far as points per game allowed on defense, Patriots number one in the league. So uh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. Wouldn't it be something if they played the Rams, though? Just like Tom did. That would be something. Rams. I mean, that's possible. And an old veteran quarterback, Matt Stafford. Versus, was it Mark Bolger? Uh, no, it was Kurt Warner. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Kurt he Warner. He wasn't that old at that time, though, was he? Yeah, true. <laughs> but they were the greatest show on turf. Yeah. Year before. Wow. Uh, just saying, man, history repeats itself. Sure does. So he's on a 20 year cycle. Generationally is what I always say. About every generation, things start to repeat themselves. Yes. Fashion trends, stock markets, 25 year cycle. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Quarter. Quarter. Yep. Yep. Maybe Mac Jones like has Tom Brady's DNA in him somehow. Like oh, he got an infusion at birth or something. I don't he's know. Done. I mean, he's no, I don't think that's the case. No, we don't need to get that. We don't need to be calling people for promiscuity. Okay. I mean, you never know. I think they stole like a hair fiber from the field once up in Foxborough and Probably. injected the DNA into his son. Where's birth. Mac Jones from? Uh, Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. So. I know everything. I know that his name is Michael McCorkle. McCorkle. Did Tom Brady play in uh, Jacksonville's uh, first season? Um, Jacksonville was, was that even a team then? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they expanded in like late nineties, and then Houston was next after that, like the early two thousand. Like, I'm, look, I'm looking it up. Tom Brady game. You look off. it up. Let's go to break. We'll figure it out and let you know on the other side. Fish and Chip Podcast back after this. All right. So let's let's gamble our money, kids. Wait, first, here's a teaser. So in the past, if you ever listened to our show last year, or even I think it's probably around the draft in 2020, we talked about how not valuable running backs are. Not valuable. They're not valuable. As well, they, they they're, are they're useful. To have on your team, you just but don't want to pay don't them. Pay them. Pay <laughs> hogs, not dogs. Exactly. Our new saying. Uh, so this past weekend, Dalvin Cook got hurt. Uh, was he the only one? Um, yeah, from what I remember. Whatever. All right, next week, here's a little teaser preview. I'm gonna talk about that again. Got some fun, fun trivia stats. 
on why you don't pay your running backs. It's going to be pay, yearly occurrence. Pay the hogs. Yeah. Yearly Big occurrence. guys deserve money, too. But guys, don't forget them. Don't forget them. All right, so we just get to the uh, the bets and the, the gambles and how you lose all your monies. You gonna stack them up? Stack them up. All right, last week, you know, I uh, picked Tom Brady's my favorite stack, and they just got down to the goal line like too many times. <laughs> it was a high scoring game. The points were there, but Tom Brady only had one touchdown. Leonard Fournette had three. The, you picked the wrong guy. I picked the wrong guy. <clears throat> Leonard Fournette had three rushing touchdowns, one receiving. Arnold Jones, a backup running back, had a rushing touchdown. They didn't score a whole lot with Tom. After you just bashed running backs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're not high paid, though. Those guys are high paid. It's true. It's true. Neither is the yet. other guy. Neither is the other guy, but that's just because he's on a rookie deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I did say on the other side, you could do Carson Wentz. He had his best game of the year for fantasy points. However, he just threw touchdowns on random guys. <laughs> All the like the top guys like Michael Pittman didn't do anything. Uh, his other receiver that played Pascal had like two points. Ty had a TD. Yeah, he was random. I didn't even know he was playing again. <laughs> I feel like he's out every other week. Yeah, uh, only missed a good amount of time to start the year. Yeah, he did. Jack Doyle all of a sudden is getting like six targets a game, got a touchdown, and the rookie wide receiver had a bomb of a touchdown. So that was good. The other games that I mentioned, whatever, they're fine. This week, ah, yes. It's only two games with 50 or more implied total points. That is Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Tampa Bay is favored by 11. And then the Chargers at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is favored by three. As I said a few weeks ago, I feel like you do Tom Brady and Matt Stafford stacks every week. I know last week I targeted Tom Brady, but I think you can still do them again anytime you want. So I'm not going to mention them just for sake of being different. Is Kyler Murray ever coming back? I don't know. I think maybe this week. Yeah. If he'd be back, I'd think about him against Chicago. Yeah. I was also wondering that for my money line picks. Just wondering. I don't know. Arizona's favorite by like nine, eight. eight. Seven and a half is what I got right now. Okay. So I would think he's coming back soon. I don't know, though. My favorite one. We were just bashing this guy off air. The start of the show because he's not passing well. Lamar Jackson against the Steelers. Lamar's had a terrible, terrible game. Four interceptions. What did you say? Three he had three and five passes. Three interceptions on five passes. But he had the best touchdown of the year, according to the media. And wow. everyone went nuts about it because Miles Garrett shook his hand or something and they completely forgot that he threw four picks. <laughs> and they won the game somehow. All is forgiven. Throw All four picks forgiven. as long as you win. Doesn't matter. You're the best quarterback in the league. MVP, right? Yep. Yeah. Loser. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> I uh, I mean, I've said it on the show. I never really thought he's that good of a passer. And then every time I've said that, he has like an 80% completion day and does well. So I'm saying that he's not a good passer. That's why I'm picking him. <laughs> <laughs> I only like the stack with one guy, though. You could double stack. He's only had more than one passing touchdown twice this year. If you listen back, hey, uh, uh, I had a question going back to that game. Um, totally forgot to look this up. Remember that play, that deep pass to Mark Andrews where he got pass interference and he caught it with his one hand? Yes. Did he get so they called the penalty and said that they were going to accept it and put it where the penalty was? Did he not get credit for that catch? 
because he caught it. <laughs> I thought they declined it. I don't know. No, the, the announce like the ref announced that they were going to accept the penalty. Interesting. And I was just like, he caught that ball. I don't know. <laughs> and I swear they marked it where the flag was thrown, not where he actually was when he caught it. So I was like, if he didn't get credit for that, and I was a fantasy owner of him, I would be going irate. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That was like a 40, 50-yard pass. Well, he only had 65 total yards, so I don't know. Four catches. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't. Count. I don't know if the other catches were all that long, though. Yeah, probably not. I'll have to look that up. I'll do that. I'll be on it. I'll, I'll get on the Google. Get on the Googs. All right, yeah, Lamar Jackson. I'm just doing Marquise Brown because he is – getting targets and is that as not had a touchdown in like three games um you could do what we just mentioned mark andrews with him too but it gets kind of expensive all those guys are up there the other option would be uh rashad bateman stuck his targets but outside those three pass catches there's not really anyone else on the team that's really involved sammy Watkins, yeah maybe but the guy i really want to bring him back was deontay johnson for the steelers he gets double-digit targets every week. He's had 10 or more in every game except two. Uh, ben still just throws the ball at him. So I really like that. He uh, also does not have many touchdowns this year, so I think he's also due. If you don't want him, Chase Claypool's fine. Or Najee Harris has had some down games. So you could buy the dips on Harris and Lamar. Both had down games. Maybe they bounce back. Or if you want, like, a sleeper pick for the Steelers, the tight end. I don't remember his first name. Fryermuth is his last name. He has five touchdowns in his last five games. He's been getting used a lot in the red zone. So that's an option. And then I'm throwing in a value stack this week full of cheap options. Send it in the car, Derek Carr. The Raiders against Washington. Worst pass defense. Playing better lately, though. Yeah, that's true. But Derek Carter, really good game last week against Dallas. I I don't know if he's going to do that again. It might be an average week, but value stack. Darren Waller is out, so it's even more value. Pair him with Hunter Renfro, who always gets at least 10 points, never gets more than 23. (laughs) And if you want a double stack, you can throw Deshaun Jackson in there if you want a deep shot and a touchdown. Or the backup tight end, super cheap. He's been used even when Waller plays, but right now he's going to be the starter. It's very cheap. And Darren Waller is just doubtful right now. So I don't think he's going to play. So Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I think uh, Moro, the tight end, is going to be an option even if you don't stack this game just because he's so cheap in fantasy. And then if you want to bring back option, uh the Raiders are pretty good against defending wide receivers. So I like Antonio Gibson, especially if J.D. McKissick, the other running back, is out. He got hurt last week. However, if he's active, then it's kind of a toss-up. You could throw in their tight end, Logan Thomas, who came back, almost had a touchdown last week, but it was overturned. Yeah, when he plays, he gets a lot of targets. Yeah, or even though I said the Raiders are good against wide receivers, Terry McLaurin is still a very good wide receiver. So... Favorite stack, Lamar, value stack, Derek Carr. That rhymed. It's going to be a good week. Yeah, good week. Because <laughs> it rhymed. Since everybody wants to know, I did look it up. Mark <coughs> Andrews did get credit for that catch. However, I did go by the play-by-play on ESPN right after that happened, and 
it was a couple plays later, obviously. And it did say that they accepted the penalty originally. So they must have went and changed that. Steve Spin doesn't know what they're doing. But I remember the announcer or the ref announced pass interference defense. So you remark it as foul the ball. And I'm like, that's no, he caught it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. All right, all right, moving on. Money lines. Money. Five and zero oh last week. Hype. Hype and chat. Perfect, perfect week. Thirty and twenty-five on the year. Five and seven on the pick of the weeks. So I need to keep that going now. Keep win. There's only two games that I really wanted to pick this week. I twisted my arm on the third and maybe kind of feel okay about the fourth. And normally I do four, if not five. With 14 games this week, I probably should do five. I'm going to do four, and I'm just going to tell you what my fifth pick would be and maybe reserve the right to lock that in later in the week if I feel like it. Okay. Okay. So, number one. Indy on the road, favored by nine and a half at Houston. This week, eight teams of the or eight games of the fourteen are road favorites. Indy is one of them. It is the second biggest, third biggest spread of the week. Uh, Indy's playing really good. They're legit after the loss to Tampa last week. They need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Divisional game. I think they get it done though at Houston. Nine and a half. I think they blow them out. Yeah, Houston just lost the Jets too. Yeah, that was thought that was going to be Houston's chance to get a little win streak going. Yeah, win streak. <laughs> Two games. <laughs> Two games, baby. Take them how you can get them. All right, you just talked about the Raiders. They're favored by two and a half against Washington. Um, Washington's playing better. They're actually in the playoffs now as a wild card team. However, uh, I think the Raiders... I don't know. There's just something about them. Every time I think that they're out of it, they play well. Every time I think they're, it's kind of like Buffalo where you think they're going to be good. And then also they're terrible one week. Yeah. And you think they're terrible and then they come out and blow somebody out. So I don't know. They had an extra couple of days to prepare for this since they played on Thanksgiving and Washington has a short week playing on Monday night in a close game battle as well. Having them travel all the way out to the West coast to Vegas. I don't know. I just like those adding to the score. And the coin. And the the coin. All those variables just add or go in the Raiders' favor. So I got the Raiders minus two and a half. (sighs) Kansas City is favored by 10 against Denver at home. They are home. I mean, Andy Reid coming off a bye. Pretty incredible in his career. So not going to pick against them. I want to just say I've listened to a lot of stuff on TV the last few days. You know, New England's getting their hype like they should be. Some teams are saying Baltimore is the best team in the AFC now, or some guys are saying that. However, don't forget about the Chiefs. I just want to say that just because they didn't play last week, don't have recency bias and forget about them. Their defense looked really good the last few weeks. Um, and I know 10 is a lot to lay, but off of bye, I think Kansas City probably blows Denver out this week. Teddy Bridgewater not playing? Yeah, I was going to say he's uh, questionable, I think. Or is he out yeah, for sure? So even if he's out, Drew Locke, that's probably a turnover too. So, Kansas City, minus 10. I'll take them. How dare you disrespect Drew Locke? Drew Locke is not a lock. or Drew Locke is a lock to throw two interceptions. Mm-hmm. My fifth pick, I'm just going to get this before I do the money line. If I was going to pick a fifth game, I'm kind of leaning towards Tampa, minus 10.5 at Atlanta. Uh, however, Tampa off of a close game with Indy last week. 
maybe a little bit of a hangover from that against a division opponent. Atlanta's fighting for the playoff lives right now. And like I said earlier in the year, Atlanta has kind of kept it close with, Tam- with Tampa ever since Tom's Tampa. been there. Tampa, ever since uh, Tom's been there. And I think I had them as an underdog picked earlier in the year. So I'm kind of going against what my early season thoughts on this type of game would be by, t- by taking Tampa. But yeah, I think I'd take Tampa minus seven. All right. Not officially picking that one, though. All right, play the sound, Chip. Dan's Moneyline Pick of the Week. All right, the pick of the week will be <sighs> make that bathtub full of mac and cheese, baby. <laughs> Monday night game, New England going to Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by three. Why? I don't know. New England's going to win this game outright. Like I was telling you before this segment, New England's just quietly blowing teams out. And like we recognize that they're on a four-game win streak, but like you said, all four games or all the games that they've won in this four-game win streak, minimum win is by at least 18 points. Yeah. So <laughs> I said, I kind of think New England wins this outright and not only outright by double digits. So give me New England. Give me the macaroni and Jones. I got three points. Michael McCorkle. Yeah. Even if they lose, they just got to keep it within three. Yeah. And I don't think they're losing. I think they're going to win this game, take Ooh. over the division. And uh, yeah. Try to get that number one seed overall, baby. Pick of the week, New England plus three at Buffalo Monday night. And don't forget, you could say like rookie playing in a primetime game. He did play in a primetime game already and looked just fine in it. I think he set the record for the Patriots for most completions in that primetime game against Tampa against Tom Brady. So most consecutive completions, I think he had like 19 or something. So he has played in primetime. It's not like this lights are going to be too bright for him. And plus he's played in all those big games in Alabama too. So he's ready for it. I think he plays well. I think the, I think Buffalo's looked a little shaky, and I think Bill, with that great defense, will slow down Josh Allen. No problem. Yeah, I like that. That's my take. I like it. I can agree with that. I can get behind it. All right. Thursdays. Thursdays. Last week, What man, happened last week? <laughs> we picked all three Thanksgiving games. We both were feeling that Detroit victory, and that did not happen. They covered the line though for that money. Oh, <laughs> uh, then we did not listen to the calling. We both picked Dallas. That was an L. Yeah, I should know. My superstitious side was telling me to switch. Yeah. <laughs> no. That coin. Speaking wonders. But if we're just going off Thursday nights, because that's what the season has been, we got that one right. Yeah. So that would make us nine and three on Thursday nights, but nine and five overall. Yeah. And now we, we got pick the same teams every time. Yeah, now it's two teams that played last Thursday are playing this Thursday. New Orleans at home again Thursday night, two straight weeks. I wonder if that's ever happened before. Probably not. Dallas at New Orleans Thursday. Yeah, not only did both these teams play last Thursday, they both lost they last both Thursday, lost. and they both lost the last two weeks. They both lost at home. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, uh, Saints have lost four straight. Dallas has lost three of the last four. Uh, there's a little COVID issue going on for Dallas. Dallas is shared by four and a half right now, though. Yep, Mike McCarthy won't be coaching. Um, I'm going to take Dallas, though. I kind of want to be different this week. I don't know. Should I? Then do it. The Saints have burned me this year a few times, I feel like. <laughs> I tell you what, if you pick the other team, 
one of us is going to be right. Yeah. Taysom Hill's going to be starting. You know how much I love him. Taysom Hill. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? For right now, I'm going to pick the Saints. Oh, baby. I, I, I mean, Dallas is definitely a better team. It took us 13 weeks and 14, 15 games to finally pick a different team. <laughs> Uh, if, I mean, if something big changes by game time, like, I don't know, maybe someone else gets COVID and you want to switch to New Orleans then. Or if yeah. I'm like, ah, read into it, whatever. Well, but, I yeah. mean, like, Dallas at least looked good in their loss last week. You know, like, they were able to score the ball. Defense looked bad at times, but looked good at times. Ah, gosh, now you're New Orleans just like New Orleans just looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Whatever. You stick with New Orleans, everybody. <laughs> you did it earlier this year. <laughs> it didn't work for you. No, it's survivor. Oh, oh segways to the survivor. Segways to the survivor. I got it wrong last week. Damn it, Philly. I'm going to. Okay, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say I was going to go break Jalen Rager's kneecaps, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. Man, that guy pissed me off. I mean, I gave up on the game thinking the Giants had got the ball back under two minutes. Somehow, Philly gets the ball back after portion three and out using timeouts, blah, blah, blah. And Hurts helps drive them down the field. They get to probably like the 30-yard line. You know, need a touchdown to tie. Extra point will put them ahead. And I, I just need them to win outright. And Rager goes down the sideline, and Hurts throws a, a kind of off his back foot, a deep fade to him on the money, hits him in the face mask, drops it. Would have went into the end zone for a touchdown and won the game. Nope. Okay. So then they force a fourth down and 10. And on fourth down and 10, Hurts scrambles, scrambles, comes around the corner, whips it to the goal line, and right through Jalen Rager's hands. Because why would he catch it? Why would he catch it? Oh. He might not have scored, but it, they would have been at the one-yard line with like 20 seconds left. He was <clears> drafted <throat> before Justin Jefferson. Yeah. If, if that was JJ, they win the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, especially even if he dropped the one, he's not going to drop both. Like, he was wide open. Like, he was coming forward from the back of the end zone. There was guys coming up behind him, but, I mean, he was wide open. The ball hit him right in the hands. Carson Wentz could still be the quarterback if they draft to JJ. You never know. You never know. The more you know. Isn't that crazy how one pick changes so much for all Carson's pr- Carson's probably fine with where he's at. Now. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like him better for where sure. he is. Anyway, so I got that wrong. I'm at 11 points through 12 weeks. You got yours right. You had... The Patriots. Oh, yes, of course. The Macaroni and Jones. Yes. Yep, so you're at 10 now. One point behind is all. I'm feeling a little bit of pressure. We both are terrible. I've gotten four points wrong this year. You've gotten five. Uh, Anything I can do to make you root against the Vikings, I will. So I'm going to take the Vikings (laughs) this week. At Detroit, they're favored by seven. Um. So the only way that you're going to tie me up this week is if the Vikings lose. So maybe you'll root against Oh, them. no. I don't want to. I also picked the Vikings back in week five when they played Detroit, and that was a close one. So we're both picking them against Detroit this year. Just different Yeah, weeks. I just don't have many teams available to pick this year. This year? This week? A week, I sorry. I am uh, going to pick the Rams. I have not yet used them. Oh, really? They're at home against Jacksonville. They're on a little three-game losing streak. Or is it four games? Three games. They were seven and one. Now they're seven. Three-game three losing streak, I think. <laughs> but get back on track against Jacksonville. So p- picking the Rammies. 
The Rammies. The Rammies. All right, that sounds good to me. I'm not like my New Orleans pick now <laughs> for Thursday. Well, I can t- I can talk you back into it. Okay, talk me back into it. Taysom Hill. I hate him. Not as a person. He's going to win it. He'll win it. In the four games he started last year, quarterback, he was not terrible. Actually, I don't think that you hate Taysom Hill. I hate I the think Saints. You, you hate how the Saints use him and yes. hype him up. Yes. Yes. Like you, it's not you don't him. even hate you don't even hate him as a player. You just don't think he's worth the contract he got. No. Or the again. Hype. Like this uh Sean Payton last year saying something like Hill could be a starter on half the teams, and now he's he started the year third string. I'm like, come on. Yep. It's one or the other. Yeah. That's you don't hate I, Taysom Hill himself. No, you just hate you're right. You're right. the situation. <laughs> yes. And the handling of the situation. Yes. Trey's a great guy. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Went join to Northwestern, right? Yeah, Northwestern, man. Yeah, okay. Good, good guys go to Northwestern right here. Oh. Amari Cooper's expected to play again, though. C.D. Lamb's kind of dinged up, though. Zeke's dinged up. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I, don't know. I might I, change my I, mind. I, I really, we'll be inactive tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, I really I think it's coin flip, to be honest, so. Yeah, we'll tweet it out if we change it, right? Sure. sure. Somebody will get on that, right? You guys in the back, you'll, you'll take care different. of it. All right. Thanks, Romeo. Romeo? I don't know. That guy in the back, I think his name's Romeo, right? He, whatever. He'll figure it out. All right. Fish and Chip Podcast on Twitter at Fish and Chip Pod. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Machine, Amazon, most places you podcast. 13 weeks will be over when we see you next. We will be on week 14 NFL. Uh, Chip Daly over there, Dan Fish right here. Anything else, Chip? We're sick. We're sick. Hopefully we'll be healthy next week. Thanks for listening. Stay sweet, universe. Bye.